The Youthscape Podcast. So this is the first Youthscape Podcast. Wow, it's you and me, Martin. It's us. In a in a high tower at Youthscape. Yeah. So uh, hello, hello, hello. <laughs> hello, everyone. Uh, I'm Martin Saunders, and uh, and this is Rachel Gardner. Hello, everybody. And Martin is wearing today his uh, blue jeans, new sneakers, and a grey jumper. That, that's quite typical Martin wear, isn't it? Is it you've got some sort of colour blindness <laughs> issue. This is in no way a grey jumper. <laughs> Look at my trousers, though. Oh, yeah. Basically, I'm wearing jungle print, people. Wow. Jungle print trousers. I, I can't look at those for very long without something out of my mind. Anyway, let's get serious because we are serious about a few things and mainly, dear listener, we are super serious about you and we're really excited that every week, it's every week, isn't it? Every week. We are going to be bringing a podcast directly from our hearts and from Newscape Towers directly to you, the guys and girls on the ground making a difference in young people's lives because we're passionate about young people and youth ministry and what God's doing in the UK. That's right. So we are, just to give you a little uh, picture of where we are, so we're at Youthscape's uh, offices in, uh, offices doesn't do it justice here, you're at Youthscape's mill in Luton. So <laughs> in we're Luton. in this five-storey uh, Edwardian steam flour mill that's been converted into a youth centre and a conference centre and an office space. And by the way, you should just come and visit. Yes, if like please come do. Visit, come and see us. Come and see us. We're opposite Luton Station. Can't miss us. We have a massive pink neon sign. <laughs> saying Youthscape. Saying Incidentally, Youthscape. if you come and see us, we can, we can interview you for oh, the yeah. podcast. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, come on. Come on, people. That is great. That's a great strategy. That is a great strategy. Filling up the, <laughs> yeah. the, the podcast schedule. Love it. Great. So uh, so I'm just going to, because people might not know who we are. I will assume most people don't know who we yeah, are. Yeah, I think we don't know who we are either. I don't so. know who I am. Martin, quick, tell us in 10 <laughs> seconds, who are you, love? Where are you from? So I'm Martin, and I am the deputy CEO of Youthscape. And I've been involved in youth ministry uh, for about 15 years now. I'm like an old man of youth ministry. Gonna, How is that happen? Are you pulling out the V word? Are you a volunteer youth worker? I thought you were going to say veteran and that would have upset <laughs> me. That really would have upset me. No. He, he is. I can see some grey hairs. But I was meaning yeah. more on the volunteer work. Yeah, so I've been a yeah. youth work volunteer for all that time yeah. in loads of different contexts. And uh, and yeah, I, I, I guess, it, unfortunately, I just haven't grown up. <laughs> and I've decided to keep doing it. Forever. That's brilliant. Yeah. We, this is what we've called to, isn't it? It's good. And who so, are you? I'm, so I'm Rachel Gardner, and I'm on the team at Youthscape here, and um, got a few things I do here. Romance Academy might be one thing that you guys have heard about. Um, I'm also president of the Girls' Brigade, which I'm really, I'm, it's just a delightful honour, really, because I love what uniformed Christian youth organisations are doing. And I've not grown up in that world, no. but I love championing. But I also am a volunteer youth worker, yeah. so the last 15 years... Sometimes I've been paid for what I do, mostly I'm not, I'm a volunteer and I love being with young people in the community. So we're going we're gonna to have some great chats, aren't we? And, we, and we are also, you'll be glad to know, it's not just going to be me and Martin yeah. and our trusty producer Rachel who's sat in the corner texting somebody. Who is she texting? Probably the guest. Yeah, exactly. yeah where are you? So we're going to be having guests every week, really great folks. Who are going to be sharing yeah. Do you know our first stuff? guest is uh, is Youth and Children's Work magazine editor Jamie Cuttridge. Jamie Cuttridge, right there. first one. First one. That is pretty awesome, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, perfect. So we're going to have uh, a guest every week. We're going to uh, do some silly stuff. Um, and let's say this right at the outset. So we we're all about innovation at yeah. Youthscape. That's yeah. kind of our big word. And uh, and so we want this uh, podcast to go through a bit of an innovation process as well. So the idea, the idea in theory, is that if you're sadly here from the start and to become a long-suffering 
Utscape podcast <laughs> listener, then what you hear now will will not be quite as good as what we have in 20 episodes time. We've refined it and made it better. So we need your help. Yes, we do. So uh, we've got an email address. Oh, yeah, you know that? Good. No, Straight I did not away. know that. Podcast at youthscape.co.uk. We're going to get so much hate mail right so now. Much we're like, what yeah. are you guys doing? Please stop doing this. <laughs> yeah. Please cease and desist. Yours, iTunes. <laughs> I love it. No, seriously, we'd love to hear from you because we're, we're in this together, as Martin yeah. said. And um, yeah, we do want to hear stories of what God's doing, about the models that are working, the ways that you're engaging with young people in your community in different ways. And, and sometimes I. Uh, well, actually, we'll stop. That could be edited out. That's why. No way I was going with that, but we can edit that. Out. There will be some interesting outtakes. That's amazing. It's mainly when Martin glares at me like, stop talking. So we've got an email address, and what we would love you to do is drop us a line to tell us what you think nicely. I've got quite a fragile ego, to be honest. Uh, but send, 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 tell us what you think. Uh, and also give us ideas about what you'd like this podcast to do and be. So if you would actually love us to spend more time talking about something specific, I'm not going to guide you too much, but if you'd like us to do things on this podcast, not ridiculous things, not like, you know, challenges where we have to run around Luton Town Centre naked or anything like well, that. Well, I mean, I think we could we could kind of entertain some ideas. I'm not doing we? that. Just having to say right Just, now, I'm, I'm okay. not that. So that's, that's good to Sensible put that out suggestions. there. Sensible suggestions. Podcast at youthscape.co.uk. Can we interview Harry Styles? Harry Styles? It's his new album thing out. Just pop out and get Jamie Catteridge and I'll, I'll have a little call to Harry Styles and see if we can interview him next week. All right. I, I, I'll see how that goes. <laughs> Great. The Youthscape Podcast. Because the most beautiful man in youth ministry has just walked through the door. Jamie, you are looking really dapper today. You're wearing braces, like on your body. Not on his teeth. teeth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just had to really like get in touch with youth ministry by by wearing braces on my teeth just yeah. to really um, relate to young people. I also demanded that that's how I'm introduced at all times. Like, <laughs> the most beautiful man in youth ministry. <laughs> Jamie, welcome to the first ever Youthscape podcast. It's wonderful to have you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's fantastic. And you're going somewhere very exciting a little bit later, aren't you? I'm going to a wedding via the cricket. Yeah, I didn't wear a suit and braces just for the podcast. So, Martin, so it's nice that Martin turned up in a three-piece suit, especially. Yeah, well, I thought that's that's how we used to do it back on the Youth Work magazine podcast in the day, you see. So, so yes, you see, now, people might not be aware of this, but actually there's a bit of history between you. There's two, beef. There. Yeah. there is beef between you, because Jamie is current editor of Youth and Children's Work magazine. Yeah. And Martin, back in the day, I mean, how long ago, Martin? Hundreds of years. Hundreds of years ago, Martin was editor. I think... Did you did you work for Martin? We, we had like streaming? two years together, and we so Martin started a youth. Work, this isn't the first work youth work podcast that Martin started. No. Oh, there is there is a, a history. He's got history. In this history game. is littered with the burning burned out cars <laughs> yeah. of my previous podcast attempts. Yeah, including um, you know people. You know you you've had some quite odd guests on the youth work podcast over. Oh years, yeah, we right? had Stephen Baldwin. Had Stephen Baldwin. <gasps> Yeah. We had host of BBC Breakfast, Dan Walker. We did have Dan Walker. Me and you so, had Dan Walker on a podcast. Okay, right. Producer Rachel, can we start making a list, please, of very interesting celebrity pseudotypes? You, do you just want Harry Styles? I do just want <laughs> Harry Styles. We never got anyone like Harry Styles on the podcast. No. That would be wonderful. I, w- I want Michelle Obama as well. Sure. She's okay. flipping amazing. This feels like she? a very plausible list. Quite a step great. up from Stephen Baldwin this. None of the people you're mentioning, Rachel, have been on Celebrity Big Brother. <laughs> That's fine. I don't care. Now, we've got some wonderful listeners 
who are tuning into this and we want to make this worth their while. So let, let's start talking about youth ministry and your role. So you are editor of Children and Youth Work magazine. I, do you know what I love? I love opening the magazine and reading your editorial every every month. I love it. I love what you write. I love what you see. We want to hear a bit about that, Jamie. So what is going on in terms of youth ministry that is exciting you at the moment? What's inspiring you? I think, well, so the, the joy of that editorial page is it's the easiest job in the world because I've spent all month reading the stuff that comes into the magazine. So I'm inspired by all these people who write for us and then I can just kind of cobble something together using clever stuff they've said. So at the moment, we're deep in the heart of our May issue um, and appropriately, the cover feature in that issue was written by your very own Chris Curtis. Ah, so this is almost synergy. Beautiful. Yeah. Wow. So he's written this thing about... Um, Google's Generation C research, yeah. have you come across that? So this idea that this um, this generation are defined by four Cs, um, creation, curation, connectivity, and community. Um, and I thought what was really interesting um, is the C that wasn't mentioned um, by Google, and that's um, consuming. Mm. And I think we've got this, I think we've built up this thing in youth ministry, this consu consumation model of youth ministry, where we just feed young people with stuff. Um, and instead, like we've got a generation of young people who are much more interested in creating and shaping stuff. And so there's a real jarring between the way young people are interacting with culture and interacting with other young people and what our youth ministries look like. Mm -hmm. And I think the question that certainly Chris got me thinking about and, and I've been wrestling with myself is like how we bridge the gap between those two things. Yeah, and well, that, what's interesting and challenging about that is one of the, the sort of straw man arguments we make against culture is that, oh, the terrible thing about our culture is it's turning young people into young consumers and that's all young people are interested in is materialism and that's what the culture's throwing. You're saying that's not true? I think, I think it is to some extent. Like, clearly young people... They're clearly, like, without wanting to, like start playing the international alley, like, clearly we live in a capitalist culture which, like, demands that people consume in order to survive. But at the same time, I think, like, on a wider level, and certainly the way they interact with the internet, like, there's a reason that you... Like, YouTube's this two-way street, and I think we've kind of, like, viewed YouTube as a one-way street for too long where people just go to watch stuff. But actually, the reason it's so popular among young people is that they are shaping that as much as they're receiving from them. Mm -hmm. So how do we, as, as youth workers, then help in that process of them creating cultures. It's a kind of a mind shift for us who are kind of the previous generation. We consume stuff. Maybe we're the ones that need to be shifting more than our young people. How, how, do, we, how do we do that as youth workers? Well, I think there's probably quite an exciting opportunity there in that I wonder, I think we're probably better in adult church in letting whole congregations shape um, maybe the flavour or the feel of what that church community is like. I think there's, there's probably a lot more perceived buy-in for the identity of a church than there is perceived buy-in for the identity of the young people. I feel like power is probably disseminated better. Certainly when church is done well, obviously there are, there are, there are plenty of examples of churches where one person has, has kept that power to themselves. So I wonder if actually there isn't an opportunity in this where we always, you know, it seems like we talk a lot between there being this gap between youth ministries and churches and helping young people make the leap. Well, actually, I wonder if both had a similar kind of ethos where power is disseminated and the whole had the chance to shape to shape rather than just consume then may oh, i wonder if that transition's a bit easier and i think that's really interesting talking about power because i i think one of the struggles that we face as youth ministers youth workers is that 
we don't have a lot of power necessarily within how church is developed. We might have lots of influence and uh, there might be some people listening saying, well, actually, no, we, we do, we have a lot of power. So that you kind of put your finger on something quite significant there, isn't there? That we might have the engagement with young people. We want to empower them to shape not only what happens in the youth ministry, but in the whole of the church. But actually, often we don't have the power to do that. What, what, what do you see? Where do you see it working? What, what happens when actually young people can shape not just what happens in their youth group but in the whole church have you seen models of that working no because i don't think we're very good at it and i think it, I, I wonder if part of the reason um we struggle doing that in youth ministry is because we feel like we don't get that in church like do you know what i mean if we've got a top-down model where um perhaps we have church leaders or vicars or bccs kind of shaping it and we as youth workers don't have the proper voice in that then on a then the micro level of that is youth workers make all the decisions and young people don't get the voice speaking up into that. So it feels like we need probably a wider church shift in that. And I think the church is better than youth ministries are doing that. But I think it could be a kind of trickle down effect, hopefully. Now, um, it's been, this interview has been going on for five minutes and I haven't mentioned the youth ministry crisis narrative yet. So let me, <laughs> let me just throw that in. It's good. Phew. People love you mentioning the crisis people narrative. have loved that. So, um, so to give a bit of context, maybe... Uh, uh, Youth Work magazine when I was there was part of this and, and certainly I've carried on talking about this as others have but there is a, uh, there definitely are signs of decline uh, in youth ministry do you think first of all do you think that kind of that picture was a fair one uh, and, and do you see signs of hope now or do you think actually youth ministry you know with all the kind of budget cuts and the, and the, the statistics around young people's engagement with church do you think actually it's a, still a very negative uh, outlook I think we probably talked ourselves into decline a little bit. Um, and I think there were there were things that needed to be picked up on. And this isn't a criticism of you because I think I would hold myself equally responsible in that. But I think the more decline is talked about, the more there's a, a feeling of decline. And I think probably over the last six months to a year, um, people have become aware of the impact that's having and have tried to like speak up youth ministry a little bit rather than do it down. Um, I wonder if the reason for perceived like crisis was because we never really knew what we were here for. And I think especially since 2008, 2010, when what have been seen as traditional youth ministries have picked up um, the slack from where um, statutory youth work yeah. is done, I don't think we've fully known what have been good outcomes for youth ministry. And so it, we, it, we've kind of been feeling oppressed by targets that don't really exist. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So, like, I don't... I, does the crisis exist? Maybe, but maybe it just exists because we all feel there's a bit of a crisis. Um, but kind of the church has always like been in perceived crisis, hasn't it? Like, except for when it was like married with power, when you could argue the church was at its worst and its least relevant. Mm. Like, it's never felt like for all the kind of bluster about the church being on the march and all this kind of yeah. stuff. It's always felt like a kind of outside narrative yeah. hasn't it oh, it's interesting I think, it, I think it's good that you raise there's never been a golden age because mm. one of the dangers I think we were saying at the beginning as Youthscape we were sort of harping back a little bit to the 90s and then we were sort of saying actually we don't want to be going backwards there's not a model in the past that we think is the one that is mm. the one that works but what's quite interesting at the moment Jamie I'm picking up a little bit is as one of the positive outcomes of this is now church leaders and fairly senior church leaders 
it's coming to their attention and, and sort of waking people up to, to what the reality is. Often we only see things in our bubble. And if our own youth group of our denomination is going quite well, then you kind of think, well, that's what's happening everywhere. So I think there's been quite an interesting sort of wake-up call, which I think is, if that's a good if that's an outcome, that's a, yeah. that's a good outcome. Yeah. And, and absolutely. But I'm quite concerned about the lack of confidence that churches often mm. feel around youth ministry and the mm. fact that they feel that their kids' work is good, but they feel that their youth work isn't very good. I, I want to just want to hear some thoughts from you. How can we speak into that, all of us who have the opportunity to chat about youth ministry? How can we not speak up as if it's not good, but, but actually be speaking really positively about what we can do, whether we're a tiny church or a big church, whether we have lots of resources or, n- or no resources, mm. what can we be saying that can change stuff and how churches feel about it? Well, I, I think I kind of find that a bit conflicting because I think our voice is always going to be amplified when we've got church leaders on board and I think we've got there's a I think there's a real problem in the ordination of Anglican priests and Rach you'll know more about this than anyone but you know if, you, if you're going through the ordination process in the Anglican church and the biggest church in the UK then you have half a day that you have to do on youth and children and the majority of that is safeguarding so we've got you know for all that the Church of England is pumping into ordination and getting young dynamic people and you know you can argue taking the best of our youth workers but that's that's, that's what i think that's, that's a different combination a conversation um but we're getting these people who aren't like youth ministry literate so they so not only do they not get it but i think the moment you pump so much training into them but only a tiny part portion of that is about youth and children's work mm. then they're not going to see it as their job anyway so our voice is always going to be limited by a vicar who still sees it as a side thing rather than part of the whole. We're back to power again, aren't we? Yeah. It's astonishing to me that that sort of ministerial training offers so little about Mm. youth and children's work because it's seen as a specialism for other people, Mm. employed or lay people to do. And so they themselves, they get all this training and all these things they'll never really need. And, and, and nobody's talking to, to ordinance really in any depth no. about this, the very specific needs of uh, the years coming up to 18. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it is the period in your life where you go through, especially, you know, 11 to 18, you know, it's, it's the period in your life where you go through the most rapid and development and change. It's where you form your worldview. It's where you form your identity, all of that stuff. And the people we have leading our churches don't know about any of this stuff. They're not experts in this at all. So, uh, you know, what do we do about that? What do we What do we need to do? Well, I think we need to start a podcast. Yes, that's what I think. <laughs> that we, need to, we need to get it. Great. Right. Yeah. We need church leaders listening to the podcast. I mean, I, 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 I don't know, but I kind of think it's the biggest thing that needs to change. Yeah. But like we're saying, it comes back. It comes back to that power thing because ultimately that change has to come from the top. And in some ways, even if Justin Welby said something about it, well, actually, individual training institutions would all have the power to. Yeah. set their own curriculum so yeah. I don't really know what you do about it other than I'm not sure how, how aware people are that that's the case mm. which is why I kind of like keep banging on about it because I think it's quite a shocking statistic mm. Mm. Um, I don't know what start a campaign have a hashtag so I don't know do you know what I mean like, hashtag hashtag train vickers in youth ministry that is catchy catchy isn't it most of the tweet yeah mm. I think it's a slow drip 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 isn't it and I think actually we are hearing a number of people saying this, and I think mm. it is the, the slow grow, isn't it? As we face a little bit of this decline narrative, mm. as we say, actually, Jesus is great news for young people and, and churches are the, are the best place for young people to grow and flourishing, and we begin to have these conversations, I think, I think we will slowly see the tide changing, but keep banging on about it, Jamie, absolutely. And I, I think we've, we've got an archbishop 
who is Phenomenal. like so pro young yeah. people. Yeah. Like I kind of ha- you know um who is and we've got new roles like the whatever Jimmy Dale's job is. What's his name? Head of Head of Evangelism. Head of Youth Evangelism. Youth Evangelism. Something like that. Jimmy, he's interviewed. Something like that. Um, so you know, it feels like there's momentum within the church, and, and obviously we are only talking about the Church of England, but it, I guess it is the easiest and biggest church to talk about. Um, so it feels like there's some momentum there to do, to, for there to be some kind of change. Mm, exciting. I hope you're enjoying this so far, so far, dear listener. I, I imagine you out for a run, <laughs> out for a run, listening, listening on your on your, you know, technology, technology <laughs> on your device. Is an advert about to happen? No, this isn't an advert. No. Squarespace or Mailchimp. This feels like an advert. But I just thought, I just suddenly I was thinking, what is it like if you're going for a run and you're listening to this? Maybe you're not going for a run, maybe you're on the bus. Or in the car. Could be in the car. to this, I think. Yeah. Get your hair done, straightening your hair. Are we just naming places people would listen to podcasts? Yes, we are. Okay. That's the game. I like podcasts when I'm going for a cycle. Oh, lovely. So if you're cycling, please. Anyway, why don't you let us know how you're listening? Podcast at youthscape.co.uk. Um, it, we've got an actual email address. Yes. I'm still, I can't believe it. We're quite excited about this. So yeah, just send in any questions, any thoughts, any feedback. I mean, Jamie, I'm now going to refer to him as Professor Jamie, because I have to say, there was a couple of times where I didn't quite know what he was talking about. Well, there was a moment. I'm not sure that because I'm smart. No, let me just, let me just, smart. this is, I've been waiting for a moment to bring this up because um, what, one of the reasons you didn't understand what he said was because he used the wrong word. So, uh, so he <gasps> meant word? consumption culture, but he actually said young people are going up in a consummation culture. Oh. And that's more your thing. Also, also true. That's also <laughs> true, but I, I enjoyed it. I didn't want to stop your flow. Is that, is that Freudian? I, mean, that's I think that's quite literally Freudian, Freudian actually. Yeah. You're going to a wedding later, it's all good. It's all, yeah, good. It's all gone. <laughs> and let's talk no, about it's not a Christian wedding. Let's now start talking about sex, because oh, I went right oh, back oh, into oh, my oh, line. Oh. Here we go. Jamie, thank you so much, friend, for coming in and uh, chatting this stuff through with us. And let's keep the conversations going. And absolutely, let's bang the drum about the stuff that's really significant. We're not just making a podcast to fill time. We actually want to change culture, don't we? We want to create culture. We want to get conversations going. So friends listening into this, tell us, what can we do? Do we start a hashtag? What do we do to kind of change some of these structures? And Brilliant. We should probably let you, Jamie, just uh, plug your magazine as well. So where, where do people get hold of a free copy? Youth and children's work. No, no, wait. Oh, free copy. Get it right. Wait a minute. Oh. Youthandchildren.work okay. slash free copy. Oh. And you can get, and if you get a free copy, there's, there will definitely be something from Martin Saunders in there. Yeah. And there's a 50% chance there'll be something from Rachel Gardner in there. Yeah. And there's a 100% chance there'll be something from me in there. Yeah. Wow. So, so let's, go, let's have another go with that email address because you were so confident. Youthandchildren.work. You can have a dot .work yeah. email address. Yeah. We couldn't afford .co.uk for wow. what, what we wanted. Not email address. Um, website. URL. You are uh, well, youthandchildren.org slash free yet, yet again, I have zoned out, dear listeners. <laughs> I've just to let you know that. I'd kind of fess up. Brilliant. Okay, but let you go to play cricket, watch cricket, watch do cricket. cricket, whatever it is you do with Don't cricket. play cricket, you get told off. <laughs> and uh, thank you so much. The Youthscape Podcast. Right, well, that, that was great. Yeah, uh, brilliant. We... We're now a bit unsure about what we're going to do next. So we are going to play a game, but this has been... Uncharted territory. It is uncharted territory. It's been prepared for us by uh, dear Matt Allen. Oh uh, my goodness. One of our local youth workers. Oh, I can't believe we're going to do this blind. And he's, he's, it's all I know is it's something to do with youth culture, young people's vocabulary. Young people of today and what they say. But but we're just going to, we're going to hand over to Matt at this point and then we'll have a go. Right, go. Word. 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 
So these are some of the words that the young people of today are using. So you need to work out what this word means and use it in a sentence. So this week's word is fresh crepes. Fresh crepes. Basically, fresh crepes. I think that is when you get up quite late and you go to the kitchen and mum has cooked you some lovely pancakes and she's put fresh cream on them and you're like, mum, thanks for the fresh crepes. That's a very literal understanding of the phrase. I like to think that young people are very literal. Okay, Uh, so so that's your sentence, is it? Well, I think it might be to do with trainers, actually, but I quite like the thought it's about... Trainers? I think think you are wearing fresh crepes. Wow. I, I think they're fresh crepes. I, I think that's what it is. So, so you are wearing fresh crepes would yeah. be your sentence. Is that yeah. really? You are so down with the kids. Well, if that's I think true, that's what it is. I do. Think I, what I'm it impressed. Is. What do I think fresh crepes <laughs> means? Uh, I I just think it means something that is uh, like really uh, happening and hot. Really? Can I just say yeah, yeah. When you said happening, you did a little hand movement. Little ha- happening. Little yeah. Happening. happening. I, I think that's. I would okay, have said happening in right, my day. Right, let's find so, out. so I, you know, that 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 new single by Harry Styles is really it's... fresh crepes. <laughs> right, let's find out. Come on, Matt, tell us what's the answer. Um, so fresh crepes means your nice new clean shoes. Have you seen Kane's fresh crepes, bro? <laughs> yes. Thank you. I, I I feel quite proud of myself. Have you seen Kane's fresh crepes? They're really happening. <laughs> yes. Brilliant. Well, that was fun. I'm, I'm smug. Smug as. So, uh, well, well, victory for, for Rachel Garner on the first... And my jungle print trousers. ...ever Youthscape podcast. Well, they are extraordinary <laughs> trousers. <laughs> my Zara heels. A little bit of uh, publicity there for Zara. Can I get some vouchers? So, uh, there we go. So, <laughs> next week, Martin, you've got to beat me on that one. I love the idea that you think Zara are going to send us... <laughs> Vouchers because you talked about your shoes. Because they are listening to our podcast. They will be. Wonderful. So, look, thanks for joining us for the first ever Youthscape podcast. Let us know what you thought of it. The email address is podcast at youthscape.co.uk. Please tell us what you what you thought of the first one. Uh, and we'll be back every week. Every week. Monday lunchtime yeah. with yeah. a fresh crepes. With a fresh crepes of a podcast. Yeah. Because we think you're awesome and we want to encourage you and inspire you and hopefully make you think and maybe make you laugh. Steady. Probably at us. Yeah. But hopefully at the good stuff that happens. So God bless you. Have a great week and we'll speak to you next week. The Youthscape podcast is free and always will be. But if you'd like to support us, go to patreon.com forward slash youthscape. There will be some interesting outtakes.